start it over. Go on. Alright. All right. God damn it. Alright. Son of a bitch. Okay. I'm gonna take my tumbles to the old rag trail. I'm gonna climb till I can't no more. Got the crevice in the crag, got this mountain in the bag. Welcome to the Rocks and the Roots podcast. There is no the in the second part, but whatever. I added it. Deal. I am one of your hosts, Tumbles, and next to me driving is... Cranky. Apologies for the audio quality during this episode, but we are on Route 81 North, just outside of Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. Where we had the most terrible Red Robin burgers. Yeah, uh, Rocks and Roots does not recommend Red Robin in the Chambersburg Mall in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. But what do we recommend, Tumbles? We recommend the Old Rag Trail. That's right, friends. Uh, What you've been listening to for the past six months, we decided to take another look at the Old Rag. This is my first time to the Old Rag Trail, which is located in the eastern section of the Shenandoah National Park. So this is my second trip. Um, I did this in August, and I had wanted to get tumbles back there. So today we were just up for a day trip. That's right. Shenandoah National Park from from New New Jersey Jersey is a day trip for us. We left at? 1.30 in the morning. That's right. From western New Jersey. Uh, We got to the parking lot. And we had feet on trail just after 7 a.m. And I have to say, the parking lot was pretty busy. Yeah, we will get into this, but um, there's a lot of use of our national parks within the last couple of years, which is a good thing. But as a result, there's some stuff going on that we do not like. So in order to use old rag trail to summit old rag mountain between march 1st and i think it's labor october it's either labor day or october but whatever the peak season is you need a permission slip that's right you need to ask the park service for permission reserve a spot for an extra fee it's only two dollars a head but on top of the $35 entrance fee, that makes for a pretty fucking expensive day if you've got a group of three, four. And not to mention the taxes that we already pay into the federal government. So some may say, hey, this trail in particular is very popular. It's the most popular trail in the Shenandoah National Park, and we can definitely see why. However, it's not just the Shenandoah that is uh starting this $2 a head entrance fee, it's happening all over the national park system. Which we will get into. But the trail itself is amazing. So we started just after seven, nine miles total in four hours. So that's not very fast, but this is a 
complex trail. I'm not going to say difficult. Um, All Trails has it rated as the most difficult in Virginia. If you go to a couple websites, they will say this is the most difficult trail in Virginia. Our thoughts were Virginia must not have very difficult trails then. Right. I mean, you do have higher um, Appalachian Mountains to the south. But what we've experienced doing McAfee and um, Dragon's Tooth and all that down there... It wasn't that bad. You're already high enough in elevation, and I think that's definitely a big uh, factor in why. Yeah, um, we just found it fun. If you go back and listen to the first episode, I was the first time I was there, I just absolutely fell in love. So the first 2.5 miles are a gradual incline, and you can tell they're using the Benton Mackay style of trail building where they do lots of switchbacks and it's smooth and the incline is steady but gradual until you get to mile 2.5 I gotta say I I was uh, huffing and puffing yeah we are out of shape Um, (laughs) it's been a month since we've hiked up a mountain surprisingly yeah we're gonna work on that but we're we're out of shape Um, I was right there with you huffing and puffing Plus, you have your hip fucking thing still, so... I have my hip fucking thing, yes. I have my hip injury still that I'm going to physical therapy for. So should I have done this trail? Debatable! But I did it anyway. Uh, yes. Obviously you should have, because it somehow magically cured you because you're a fucking mutant. But we'll get to that in in a bit. (laughs) So at mile 2.5, the fun begins. And it starts right away. This trail is known for its crags, its rock scrambles... And it's crevices. That's its famed claim to fame. And it starts right away at mile 2.5. There's a couple of really nice overlooks right away once you get up past two miles. And not to mention, it is still, uh, well, it's early, early spring. So uh, buds are just coming out on the trees. No leaves. So we had great views all the way up. And the first um, obstacle is you kind of have to do a Spider-Man crawl underneath a ledge. So up a rock, up a scramble, and underneath a ledge. So you have to almost belly crawl, which is a really nice introduction to the fun to this park. Your water bottle fell out. The people behind us were nice enough to bring it back up to you. They were. Thank you, people from Baltimore. Um, And then you (laughs) come to a fault summit with a really nice overlook. The first of many. The first of many. And... You were debating because your hip started to talk to you. You were debating, like, do I turn around? And I said, well, if you're going to turn around, we agreed that for this one, I would keep going. And I said, if you're going to turn around, now's the time. Right. So it looked like fun. And I said, you know what? I, you know, we DNF'd the last mountain. I ain't going to DNF this one. So pressing on, you come to an awesome spot where you have to do a slight chimney for those of you that don't know that's where you see like mountain climbers wedge themselves in and their palms their back is against one wall with their palms and then their feet are against the other and they kind of shimmy down um so you have to do that a little bit although there is a ledge where you could just like stretch it out and step down two big giant steps but I would have to say for the majority of the scrambles there is another option so if you don't feel comfortable 
climbing over something, wedging yourself through something, there is kind of like an alternate you can go around that's usually easier. I was chimneying. I fucking loved it. Um, so, <clears throat> get through there, and then there's a couple of more scrambles, and then you come to a cave. Yes. So this this trail has a cave, like a legit cave in it, which is fucking amazing. Um, so yeah, after that, more scrambles, and then come to... Um, you said that one part reminded you uh, of out west. Um, oh yeah, so... Damn it, I forget the name. I've been so good at remembering names lately on the podcast. <laughs> in the Cascades in Washington State, uh, I did a few um, peaks when I was out there. And one, and this one section of today's trail reminded me so much of that. I mean, you get bits and pieces of a lot of Western style trails. Another section reminded me of Chaco culture in New Mexico. Um, you get you you get a if you're from the West Coast, this will be your happy place. Um, so you kind of move through a spot where basically it's less than a foot wide. So two rock walls. It's kind of like a squeezer. Um, I'll put pictures on the podcast, but it's really fucking fun to go through. We did our atlas poses there. Yes. Because <laughs> there's a rock that fell down. There's a boulder that fell down and wedged itself between these two walls. So we uh, did our atlas poses. Or Colin Kaepernick. Up to you. There, Colin Kaepernick. But yes. Oh, okay. Yes, the kneeling. The kneeling pose. Yes, yes, yes. Very good. Yes, thank you. Um, there's one spot further on where we kind of had to hitch ourselves up over and kind of like on the belly do like a a ledge which was kind of interesting there is some legit rock climbing on this trail i would say it's a mile and a half a solid mile and a half of good scrambling and climbing and if you know some techniques it makes it even more fun but like you said there are usually options if you don't want to do that shit if you don't want to wedge yourself between things or ledge yourself over um, and then it kind of levels out again for a little bit as you approach the summit. And then right before the summit, you get one of, I think the best view. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we were smart and we decided to eat before we got to the summit while we were still in tree line so that it wasn't windy. That was a very wise decision. Yep. And then you hit, I'm trying to figure out how to describe it, but. You're almost at the summit. There's really no more trees, and you're just walking on. You're rock hopping, basically. Yes, that's right. And yeah, then, that's the best way to describe it is rock yeah. hopping. With awesome views. If you look out to your right, you can see Skyline Drive. You can see all of the peaks along the Appalachian Trail. Um, and you can see what is the highest mountain in the Shenandoahs? Hawksbill. Very good. Yes. You can see Hawksbill and all of the AT peaks. It's really fucking cool. So you get to see where we have been previously. And for our AT friends, we just passed the exit for Pine Grove Furnace. Where? Home of of the Half Gallon Challenge and the ATC Museum. 
where hopefully Michelle's book from our last episode will be there soon. Yes. Thank you again, Michelle. That was an awesome conversation. So what's the summit like? The summit is rocky. Big surprise. And that comes from, I just read, I just read it, the, like, the whole geology of the Old Rag Mountain. And it comes from Old Rag... Granite. Granite, thank you. Old Rag Granite. So it is a, for the most part, I would say about 80% bald on the top because there are little, little trees up there. Um, but there's a lot of places where you can do some rock climbing and get yourself on boulders so you could be at the tippy tippy top of the mountain get yourself some pictures it is pretty windy up there and i believe you said back in august it was also very windy yes this is this summit is windy all the time so we didn't stay long they are trying to do vegetation restoration so they have the netting they have the signs stay, stay off the veg the veg is lava don't go on the veg <laughs> Um, on the summit, I heard possibly oh, one of the... Oh, that was awesome. Yes, one of the best fucking trail stories that we have had this year. So we <clears throat> saw these guys below treeline. Nice guys. Yes. And they were asking, how far is it? They didn't have maps. Bring your maps, people. All trails is free. And also they have a map of the trail at the trailhead. Take a picture of it. It is not hard. That's Please. Even, yes, that's even more free. <laughs> so they were asking how far to the summit. So we showed them and, you know, I was explaining I had been here before. So we're, you're through the worst of it, blah, blah, blah. You're just a pro. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mansplained the summit to them. <laughs> well done. <clears throat> so we saw them at the top. Said hello, did our normal friendly thing, but I overheard this guy's conversation on the phone with his wife, and he was describing the trail to her. He said, it's great. You have to do legit rock climbing. It's amazing. When you're able, I have to get you out here so we can do this together. It'll be a perfect date. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. So he gets off the phone, and he turns to his buddy, and he's like, <laughs> we're all good, dude. She's not in labor. Thank God, because that would be another three to four hours to get their asses down to the car. Yeah, they would have had to trail run five miles down. <laughs> so I thought that was a hilarious story. Um, Good luck to the dude and his wife. Yes, and their newly arriving human. Yes. Which brings us to your mutant powers. Oh, yes. Which are <laughs> amazing and kind of interesting. It is, right? I, I don't understand how your muscles and your joints work. Like I said, I'm just chalking it up to mutant abilities. Okay. So back in January, I, you know, was running normal and I ran on the boardwalk on the Jersey Shore and then... Trying to do your Rocky 3. Well, the next day I did my Rocky 3 and then I ran on the beach now, after my first run on the Saturday, I felt it. But I'm like, ah, screw it. Let's go running again. Because that's always a good idea. So after that, my hip, I was in agony with my hip. It was in like the groinal area. That is the technical term, groinal. And uh, I thought, okay, well, it hurts. Shit happens. I've had this happen before with my knee. I'm just going to take a few days off. Well, a few days turned into a few weeks. And I got tired of it. So, I mean, I started going to the gym, doing the tread climber 
um, hip hurt, Stairmaster, and weightlifting. I tried to run over the past two months twice, and both times my gait was all fucked up, and I wasn't having a great, great time. So, P.S., I went to the orthopedic last Monday. Finally. Finally. And he recommended, didn't see anything on the x-ray, thank God, but recommended me going to a proper PT guy. So, I had PT last Monday. I also had PT last Thursday, three days, two days ago. And as we were coming down the mountain, I start to run. And while I felt my hip my gate wasn't fucked and I was able to trail run down the mountain for two miles I'm as in much shock as you all are listening I know right so <laughs> I was like oh okay I guess we're we're trail running this a little bit we'll we'll see how we do okay we're still going we're still going this is like two miles I so this turned into a legit trail run for two miles which I absolutely loved and was, like, very confused because somehow... Because as of last week, I couldn't run. And somehow climbing the, quote, most difficult, unquote, trail in Virginia has magically cured you. Now, mind you, tomorrow it may not be the case. However... For today, we got a trail run in, which saved us 45 minutes to an hour coming down. Definitely. Yeah. And then we did our usual thing. I am much better going up. Yep. If we could combine our hiking, <laughs> our peak bagging abilities, we would be a well-rounded perfect hiker. Because going <laughs> up, I'm usually out front. Yep. I stop and wait. You're huffing and puffing. Yep. You're struggling. On the downhill, you're a quarter mile ahead. Correct. And even just walking, you were still a tenth of a mile ahead and every once in a while I had to jog and run and I would catch up and then you would slowly start pulling away and cycle repeats till we got back to the car. That's what I do. I, I, I pull away <laughs> from my friends. <laughs> but they somehow always manage to come back. Good job, Crank. So this is where we want to start talking about... Oh. This is where this Not portion yet. of the trail kind of... No, it's yeah. still great but we have to deal with people. Yes. So going down the backside, it's much, it's steep, but it's much less steep. There's no scrambles. It's not bad at all. Yeah, there's no scrambles. There's some nice stairs. Yeah. It, it's not, like we said, we were able to trail run it. And then you come out to, there's a couple of shelters. There's a day shelter. Mm-hmm. And there's one overnight shelter. Old rag shelter. Yep. And then you hit the fire road. And it's smooth sailing from there. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> until the very end. We'll talk about our displeasure. But, right when we got onto the fire road, that's where the bullshit started with the park service. And we ran into our first literal checkpoint. So... <clears throat> I mean, the first checkpoint was checking for our papers once we got on trail. Yeah, and that park ranger is like, yeah, we're trying this out. It's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of extra work. Boo-hoo. Um, you're sitting in a car all day scanning QR codes. Um, and it's not really working well. Like, the system is crap. Like, okay. So whatever. We checked in. Fine. We thought that was the end of it. No. At every road crossing, 
every junction where they could get a vehicle to, they stopped us and asked for our papers. Quite literally. So the first one uh, on the fire road, it's like, do you have your reservation tickets with you? And I was like, all right. Pulling in, I was like, well, somewhere in the packs. So, well, we just need your last name. So I gave my last name. We're fine. It's like, just out of curiosity, what happens if you don't have your reservation ticket? It is, right now there's a grace period, but then there is an $80 fine for not asking permission to go onto land that you already pay for. Now, this is starting April 1st. So since it is April 28th, y'all are shit out of luck. Um, But yeah, you will get an $80 ticket. If you don't have your tickets. Your papers. Yep. Show me your papers. Yes, my funeral. Um, so. (laughs) Goodbye, listeners. Um, Fire Road is great. Oh, it's so nice. Yeah, it's a really nice way to end the hike. It's like, it's like your dessert for all the hard work that you did going up the mountain. There's a babbling brook. Um, there's bridges over this brook. It's very, very picturesque. Very nice. So then we get to... Yet another... Checkpoint! Where another park ranger was asking for our papers. Or are you going... Were you on Old Rag? And we said yes, we were on Old Rag. Uh, We're like, we were already checked at the last checkpoint for our reservation tickets. Oh, okay, no problem. So I wanted some very basic information. That is not cranky or me farting. That is just the road. The, the old rag road? No, Route 81, Route 81 North. So, oh, that's nice. Florida cut me off. Fuck you. Oh, we had snow and yes. we had hail yes, on this did. trip. We had a little bit of everything. Good, bad, ugly. The good, the bad, and the ugly? No. That, that's a good movie. Um, so I asked her, it's like, I know Hawksbill Mountain is the highest peak in the park. Where does old rag rank in relation to that so she tells us well the second highest peak is tom's something yeah it's like okay that's not what i asked i was like okay that's good but where does old rag rank in relation she said she would have to check yeah she's like i would have to check a topographical map it's like all right that's really basic information about the trail that you are assigned to right now I mean, us being historians, that would be automatic for us. And perhaps that wouldn't be automatic to others. But still, you are a steward. And You're a park ranger responsible for maintaining this trail and this mountain. Like, you should know basic, like, is it the third highest, the fourth highest? So we were already pissed off that we kept having to be asked for our identification and our papers anyway. That didn't help. Um... No. Then, and this is kind of not the park service's fault, but whatever, blame them anyway. What didn't like this lady. (laughs) So what you used to be able to do, and be aware of this if you are following this on all trails, please. What you used to be able to do at that point is follow the end of the fire road out, get back on the county road, and follow the road back to your car. That would make it an eight-mile trip. You are no longer allowed to do that. And the posted park rangers 
prevent you from doing that. You have to make a right and they cut in another junction that connects you back to the loop. It adds an extra mile. So when it says eight miles on all trails, it's not. It's nine miles. Yeah, I don't think there's really any way around that unless you go in the late fall. Yeah. Um, but whatever. We did it. It is a fantastic trail. Um, highly recommend. I would have given it a 4.5 out of 5 or a 5 out of 5 if it wasn't run by the National Park Service. Um, and you weren't... Because... <clears throat> Having these ranger checkpoints at every major junction just completely takes you out of... You're no longer in the wilderness at that point. Like, the reason that we go on these hikes is to be in the backcountry, to be in the wilderness, to be away from nonsense, to be away from everyone, just to for freedom. And you don't get that anymore. You're no longer in the wilderness because there's government officials watching you at every checkpoint for the last two miles. Um, so there was that. What else did we say that we were not thrilled with, with the reservation system? Um, with the Well, just the reservation system in general. Uh, the last ranger that we came across that told us to go right instead of straight, there was another issue and... Let me just say I'm one to talk. However, however. I'm going to back you up on this. Okay. Okay. Go ahead and then I'll back you up. Well, actually, I have two beefs. Okay. Okay. She had a lot of beef too. I I had a lot of beef. I did. It wasn't really good either. No, the ranger had a lot of beef. Oh. Oh, that was was rough. That's pretty bad. Go ahead. So my first beef when we came up to that first checkpoint just after old rag shelter you had you had a ranger there checking your your reservations and you know yeah like he was saying it's a drag you know this sucks and you know you were you were kind of in agreement and I said wait a minute you have a lot of these historic national park sites and their tours being given by volunteers. The majority. I used to be a park ranger in New York City. So when there were tours, the park rangers would do the tours. And only if there was an excessive amount of people would a volunteer come in and help like us out. Additional Right, they would help us out, and that's great. Lately, what's been going on is that the park rangers almost become administrators, and they make volunteers give these tours, deal with the public, take tickets, all this shit. And I'm like, you know what? These park rangers should be working and outside collecting tickets. They get paid. When you start out as a park ranger, you make shit. You made shit, right? I'm assuming. I was a GS two or three, and for a 19 year old at the time, it was like 32 grand if I had worked all year round. Okay, which is not a lot of money. But as you just like your seniority also plays into that, and you rise up in the GS scale. The GS scale is what they use for your paying payments for your salary. 
and I know some people that are GS 11s, 12s, and 13s making over a hundred grand to sit in a truck and say, you know, do you have your reservation? It's it's not a lot of, to ask for that amount of money. I will say yeah. that the trail, except for one blowdown, the trail it was itself very was very clean and very well maintained. I don't know if that's the park service or if that's just people being good hikers. Actually, you may, you bring up a good point because right when we started at the trailhead, it said that the old rag trail was maintained by the Potomac yes. trail group. Yep. So yeah, they're not even doing a lot of maintenance. And they're collecting, like you said, if they're a G11, they're collecting a pretty good salary. Mm-hmm. So... That's the trail. The trail is awesome. We are not thrilled with the way it is currently being administered. We're also going to have to deal with this in Yosemite this summer. So. What a jam-packed episode. Yes. Um, quick history on the trail itself. So I just said, you know, look up some history on the trail so that we can give a little bit of background. And of course, every website is like, 400 million years ago, I don't think we need to go back that far, but <laughs> in the 1800s, um, settlements started to log up on Old Rag Mountain, and I don't remember the guy's name, but he purchased... Pollock? Yes, thank you, very good purchased the land and a lot of the surrounding land uh, for the purpose of setting up a park. And in our last Trail Talk episode, we talked about Ukraine and where where officials choose to start telling the story. And the National Park Service chooses to start telling the story with, in the 1930s, Franklin Roosevelt added a new park, Shenandoah, and we're protecting this, and blah, blah, blah. No, there were private individuals protecting this land since the 1800s. Um, And there are still ruins. If you walk along the county road, there are still ruins and remains and foundations of the post office and several other buildings. That date back to the 1780s. Yes. So, um, yeah, go check out the old rag trail. Um, probably best to do it in October once the reservation system is done because the weather will still be good. Uh, leaves will be off the trees. It'll be a little chilly, but you will have less people and you will not be harassed at every road crossing. All right. Um, oh, plant. Oh. Um, We noticed on the mountain laurel, there's either a fungus this year or because there's been a lot of snow and a lot of rain in the Shenandoah in the last couple of weeks, um, it's not drying off the leaves and then it slowly evaporates and leaves behind mineral deposits and then the plant can't photosynthesize so you get what looks like fungus. Could be either or. Um, also, the predominant tree up there was pitch pine. Oh, was that what that, that was? was? That's what that was, which is a very hardy pine that likes elevation. And likes to prick uh, Cranky's fingers. Yes. 
And, well, it also didn't help that, like, someone had to collect every pine cone that we came across and put it in my bag. That's right. And then when I went to get my keys, there was blood. No, there wasn't blood, but it wasn't pleasant. You hurt them. Okay. So, (laughs) pitch pine. Um, It's up in higher elevations in the Shenandoah. It attracts birds. It is a very hardy. Yes. Uh, Do we want to give quick updates on the process for Yosemite? We had to do the same thing. Uh, What a pain in the ass. Western National Parks overall, and even like the state parks are such a pain in the ass out west. I am sorry, western folks. I don't know how you do it. Well, it's starting to come here. We had to deal with the same system today. And we'll have to deal with the same system up in the Adirondacks, too. So it is coming here. Fuck that noise. Any hoo-ha. We had thought that the campgrounds opened at Yosemite in Yosemite Valley in Curry Village um, on April 15th. Apparently, there has been lotteries going on since January at one campsite and that they have been rolling out dates for a few weeks now and that the April 15th is the next week of dates. So the week that we're going to be out there is now booked. It's reserved. So I'm like, fuck. Now we have to come up with plan B. So plan B is fucking awesome, so it's okay. It is fucking awesome. However, it is more expensive. Yes. Um, if you've been to Yosemite, along with the campsites, Curry Village have these um, tent cabins that they're called. It's wooden structure. However, it... What am I... What am I how am I going to say this? It is... Um, Wooden, wooden corn frame. That's the word I'm looking with. with. Thank canvas you. Canvas Correct. It is a non-heated tent cabin, which is fine because we're going to be there in August. Um, that you have a communal bathroom and a nice bed. You still have to put your food in a bear box, though. Because when I was there back in 2014, their little baby bears and mama bears all over Curry Village. So you may crank, you may see your bears this time. I'm excited. All right. So not only that, um, we also had to reserve our entrance. The same fee. The same fee as what we... system that we did today. Right, as old old rag. Oh, the final thing with that is (laughs) it wouldn't be as bad, like... Old Rag is not going to sell out on a coldish day in March. Nah, that's right. They're not going to sell out all of their tickets today. Which is okay, because you would think you could come up and be like, do you have any tickets left? Can't do that. Yeah, you have to exclusively register online for this. So, it, it's not difficult to do. It's just something that you shouldn't have to do. Right. Show up early figure it out. If the parking lots fill up, turn people away. I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. That's the way that it should be done. People should be responsible for themselves. Like we said, we left at 1.30 this morning to make sure we got there. Yeah. So, um, I think that's it. Yeah, so for Yosemite, we had to pick two dates to get into the park. Yeah, two blocks of dates. Two blocks. So, they're like three days 
three-day blocks that we had to register for. Um, as far as the Grand Canyon, we have not heard. We're still waiting. We're still waiting for use of their campsite at the bottom of the canyon. Um, other than that, everything else seems open. Death Valley doesn't seem to have this system. Um, and the mountains that we want to hike in Nevada are all state-run, so they don't have... I mean, it's the least populated state in the Union, so I highly doubt that as a state they would have any of these tickets. Anywho, anything else, Crank? I think that's all. That was jam-packed, friends. All right, here we go. Like us and love us on the gram. <laughs> rocks underscore end underscore roots underscore pod. We're on TikTok, rocks underscore roots underscore podcast. We're on YouTube. Just find us there. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please say hi. Leave us a comment, good or bad, whatever. We want to hear from you. Leave us some stars, please. And we're on Patreon. If you loved hearing us and love the real talk, and hey, if you even want to be on the uh, podcast, let us know. Oh, we have a special guest coming up. Oh, yeah. So next week we are interviewing Mr. James Appleton from the 46 of 46 podcast. So we are excited about that. And other than that, ciao.